Uh, and with that, I'm going to scoot back to the back of the party. <laughs> You're up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm with the Forgotten Four. We have Barnabas, we have Morvan, we have Gorgonbort, and we have Rengar. And we're all sitting in the hot-ass desert. And you've just found some shelter for the night. Guys, we're going to cut straight into the game. As the sun burns down on the sky, some of you seemingly more exhausted than others. You watch in this sheltered area, this arced-like door that uh, encompasses the stone coliseum that's half buried in sand in the middle of the dry expanse. You look to Braxton and you look towards Ren and you can see him setting him up nicely, giving him some rations and food and you see him sort of eating. You watch as Ren looks at him and says, no, you need them more. And you watch as Braxton says, shut up and eat. <laughs> at that, you guys look around, having just done an arcana check and a, um, a check of all the things through detect magic on the wandering guy. You don't detect anything in your immediate 30 feet vicinity. In this area, it's probably about 30 feet by 30 feet. It just seems to be a squared structure that seems to be a hallway that leads down into the greater structure proper. You can see it goes down into these stairs that almost act as seats and there's almost like a battlefield in the middle that once used to house battles for sport. You can see columns just toppled over and beginning to rubble, some half buried. As you look towards this area, you can see the doorway to your left seems to be crumbled and cracked and debris and rubble seem to block that. But you look beyond and you can see the sand dune that seems to have poured in, emulating the burying that happens outside. You look towards the right and you can see there's a pathway that snakes underneath the structure and curves around. It appears to go on into the bowels of this area. Well, I think we have to uh, wait for this storm to pass, so we're here for a little while. Um, what a fake battle. Did Ranga, Sick. did you want to <laughs> maybe uh, stealth and go have a bit of scout and make sure that we're not alone? If Does you want to send Ali with me, I might take Brack and run and see if we can... Rex a is scope. A, a bit tired, so his... Uh, oh, I yeah. speak for myself, you <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> I, could, I appreciate your concern, I'm sorry. Brax is babysitting. Um, is that, you guys are definitely uh, less bothered by the elements in here, but the actual battlefield below, you can still see the rocky outcroppings that seem to emulate like a battle situation sort of happening down there. You see like a couple of rocks sort of piled up and it doesn't seem half as buried because the actual natural structure of this area has so held it with intact. the sand being in there, we'd be able to see pretty clearly if anyone else has been wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where are we going, brother? I'll just say keep an eye on the boy and keep guard with your with your bow on everyone else. Alright, Morvan will bamf, Ali will pop in and um fight around with you. So while you do that, I'll say Gorgonbort, this is the time when you're sort of looking around at tracks. What would you be doing? Strategizing at the moment actually, how many th- how many hits with the glaive is it gonna take to kill this kid Tom Tom? <laughs> When the time comes, as if he's confident that that time will go. (laughs) As you're looking at it, you think about one glaive strike, just properly positioned at the base of his neck. Do it. Wouldn't even know. Like bring him out of his misery. The greater good. You go and measure it up quietly as well, and he turns around (laughs) to you, looks up, and he says, "Are you okay?" And you watch as the glaive drops just quickly. Mm. Doing well. How's yourself? I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Funnily enough, there are no animal tracks in this area, even though it would seemingly be the perfect place for shelter. 
you see some sliding like tracks through this area. You can't tell whether it's like a reptile dragging bellies or some slowly moving feet, but there's some drag marks through here that seem to be recently, well not recently, but more recent than the structure seems ancient. So there's been some traffic through this area. The, um, what did you say? It was pillars in here or, um, or what, what are they? Through the, through the actual column structure, you can see columns that used to stand in the middle of this arena that seem to be toppled and fallen and broken in various right, all, states of repair. They're already fallen. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. I just go walk, walk off by myself for a little bit within the areas, some, some, somewhat in sight. If, if I go out of sight, I'm, I'm very uh, wary as to staying in sight. Yep. Okay. So Rengar's gone to the right and you can see that pathway snaking around. Would you go with him? No. The only other way is straight ahead of you, which then leads down into the actual oh, Colosseum. Yeah. Let's go down to the battlefield. All yep. right. You begin to walk down the stairs through there. And as you walk, you look to your left and to your right. And you can really sense that some great battles took place here. Like... There were some warriors down in that pit that probably were fighting for their lives, surrounded by championing fans. But as you look at the place as well, you can see that it is extremely old. You can see the stairs are eroded to the point where some of them are just a continuous slope. You can look and see that the half-buried structure seems to be just loose sand that creates a dune as the time has just rolled through it. Beers and arrows just in various states of decay just in the bottom of the floor. Is there anything there that... I can throw my spear at to hit, like I can practice throwing. As you look down towards the corner, you can see a rocky outcropping, and on top of that, you can see what looks like a really old helmet that you could probably try and target. Cool, I pull out my javelin, and I go to throw it at that helmet. Roll an attack. 16. You line it up. You take in the wind, and it's blowing against you, the sand in your eyes, but as you look at it, you hoik your javelin, and as you do, you hear the wind piercing as you're throwing it, it almost whistles. And you knock that helmet completely off the javelin stuck in the stone. I throw my hands up and I yell, Are you not entertained? I, and I, 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 will. <laughs> I see the fun that's happening down there. <laughs> and I remember Morvan talking about two daggers that were replenishing. I'm going to grab those off him and go down there and join. All right, awesome. roll your attack. 26 to 21. Wow. Nice. All right. As this axe goes end over end right past your left ear, Gorgon Bort, as your arms are outwardly displayed and you watch as it just splits your javelin completely entwined. <laughs> you watch as the javelin falls on either side and then you watch as the second one goes whirling through and it hits directly on top of the sec- of the first axe that he threw. They're standing on top of each other. Barney B, what a shot. <laughs> You look then at Braxton who walks out and you see him like pull on his bow, <laughs> release it, and you watch as the arrow just sails off into the distance. <laughs> you watch as he just chops his head. Yeah. That's that's camel rider for you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just uh listening as well while we're yelling around. Uh, I don't hear anything going on. Roll perception check. Five. Just the wind. You look up and you can see that you are sheltered by the structure of the dome, but you do see that the wind seems to have picked up just in the 40 or so minutes that you've been here. You can see that the sky seems to have reddened a little bit more and the light seems to have uh, dulled from the day. It being around midday at the moment, but even so, that storm has just really darkened the place. Temperatures dropped though, which is good. All right, we cut to Rengar and Morvan, you're sitting down in the corner just in Ali's eyes and... Ali comes and drops onto your shoulder, Morvan. Oh, sorry. Rengar. 
You begin stealthing through. Roll a stealth check for me, please. It's dark because the light that's permeating through is only natural light. In some cases, that's caved in, so I'll say it's dim. Okay. Probably as, as Morvan sees through Ali's eyes, it, interestingly, Renga tests his, his uh, natural his ability now. And as he passes through the shadow, you see the hand appear, appear as the shadows get forward and back. He will venture down the path. Nice description, inspiration. 25. So you start to duck in the shadow and you begin to reflect like a chameleon or a, or a mirrored image as you begin moving through this area and you duck from shadow to shadow to make sure that you're not watched. The sound of your allies laughing and cheering in the background. The wind howling above. Roll a perception check. You can too, Morvan, with advantage. I am going to use my inspiration immediately because that was a natural one. That's 19. 13. So with Ali on your shoulder looking from the left and the right, you see his head sort of dart in a particular direction and that allows you to move your vision as well. As you hone in, you begin to hear this shuffling sound. Like sand is being, something's being dragged upon the sand slowly, rhythmically. As you pass by one of the corners and you look past some of the wreckage, some of the actual structure of the seats which are above you have crumbled in and caused a cave-in. You can see meandering around this area, this hollowed-out skeleton-like structure of a human. You look to see them in older robes and you watch as they begin moving, shifting with the sand. You watch as there's another and another and they seem to be walking in a pack of three just slowly, lifelessly. There's no light in their eyes, they're just wandering in pain. You know these to be hollow. Are they sort of in a group or are they just aimlessly walking? Clustered in a group of three, but they just seem to be aimlessly walking away from you. Okay. So you can see the three of their backs at the moment. Yeah. In the particular room I'm looking at, is it uh, like a cave structure or it is is it... You're walking down a hallway that curves underneath the structure that you're currently in. So it's almost like the way that a, a visitor would walk if they had visited this mm. area to get to their seat. Yeah. I'll, I want to venture further forward as well. You seem to go unnoticed and you get within 10 or so feet of them and they just still... Mm. Shamble. And funnily enough, these guys have surpassed the time where they would exude a smell of rot. They're just husks walking. You can see that their, their form seems to be blown and damaged by some of the sand. You can see parts of their muscles where their bones are are actually parted. The, the muscles and the skin are actually pulled so taut that there's just hollow parts through their whole body. Almost seem, like mummified. Looking. Yeah, they seem extremely weak. Yeah. But as they're walking through, they're just... Do they have, like, any weaponry that I would... Like, do they... I guess what I'm looking for is... It, does it look like they're bodies of things passed in this area? I guess. I don't know if that's... As you look, you can see that they're wearing extremely outdated armor. They're Two of them are holding spears and one of them has a bow. As you look at that weaponry, roll a history check. Five. They're extremely old. No army has this make or design anymore and they're just rusted beyond good use mm -hmm. is there any light piece piercing through crevices of that that sort of lets me see further down this particular path 
I, yep. um, and I'll say that with that, you do peer beyond, and Ali does as well, and with both of your perception checks, you can see the odd one or two smattered around just aimlessly wandering these halls. From bedtime cautionary tales to whispers around the tap rooms of the farthest reaching corners of Kalimvor, young or old, any Empire-born child grows up knowing the myth of the Hollow. Legends tell of a battle mighty and colossal that sought the primordial titan of darkness cover the land in a blanket destruction. As the gods, then simply champions of the mortals, fought back, none did so more than Orban. The mightiest of warriors, he was tasked to fight alongside those that were pure and ferry them to Duros upon their destruction. And grant them access to the forever battlefield in the afterlife when they met their glorious end. But the evil titan knew of Orban's valor and more importantly, of his love for Mardol. In a deceitful and cunning act, the titan banished Mardol, leaving Orban grief-stricken and desperate. So Orban left, deserting his allies on the battlefield to find his soul's connection to find Mardol. In his absence, the battle for the material plane endured, and those that fell were not ferried. Left to wander, adrift and unyielding in the only memory they retained, to fight. A living embodiment of Auburn's greatest shame. Does it look like this goes further in again? Goes all the way around, but okay. you lose sight of anywhere further because the curve just goes out of your vision. Can't see any doorways. Any? It seems there's doorways periodically, yeah, uh, leading out into the actual arena. Right. Okay. Most of them seems to be caved in, but you can find a few here and there that seem to lead straight down. At that as well, you do watch as one begins to walk out in that out one of the doors and just lumber out of your sight. Actually, can Morvan hear me through, Ali? Yeah. Yes. I would say I whisper to him, so yeah, we either have to deal with this infestation or just hope they don't. These hollow just wander. Okay. Legend says that they're waiting to find their place of rest. They will attack and be, because their last function was to be a warrior or a soldier, mm. but you know that this battlefield that Auburn fought on from Legend, you've been told before, was in the dry expanse and that's why they wander this area currently. Yeah, okay. Well, at that, I might even whisper to Morven and be like, there's a certain element of surprise to be had here. Should I clear the area? Nod Ellie's head left up or down for yes. I think uh, Morven would be shaking his head for a regroup. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you actually do hear ringing through the hallway the voice of Gorgonbort saying, are you not entertained? Yeah. And do as you say that, you watch as the hollow just... And they all of them begin walking down that doorway that you saw okay. from but before. I will... Cautiously walk and keep an eye out. Blade rapier and blade short sword drawn. All right, ready to initiate any attack. As All right. Possible. So with your stealth, you begin moving through the area and it wheels around, and eventually you get to a point where it goes up a set of stairs and seems to go into like a an auditory box. As you look up, you can see that there are these four walls. There's some tattered-looking uh, tapestries that used to hang that probably one day were quite ornate. And in the middle, you can see what looks like a bronze throne or a seat that seems to remain quite untarnished given the state. As you look up, 
through there, the sound of the environment begins to emanate through and you can also hear the clatters of Barnabas making fun of your brother. With the last elements of your detect magic as well, you do, you're just about to turn around and as you turn around, something tweaks in your vision and you look behind and you can see that there seems to be a compartment in the base of the chair that is emanating a magical force. I will cautiously make my way over to there looking Mm -hmm. for trap. Roll an investigation check. Five. Looks fine. It's ancient. What trap could have survived this long? (laughs) Was there anything else around me? Are there any of the hollows in this particular area? Not that you can see. All right. I'll stealth my way over there. All right. And you do eventually make your way out and up the stairs. You get to the throne-like seat and you sort of move your way around it. And at that, you do look down and see Two of your companions just sort of joshing on the stairs, throwing things at this helmet that seems to be in the middle. Mm. You look towards the sky and you notice that they too notice Gorgonbort and Barnabas. As you look towards the sky, there seems to be a black cloud or a red cloud rolling just above you. And you look down and out towards the buried section of the building that you're in and you can see the sand begin to shudder. It starts to become more and more loud with the sound of rolling sand moving towards you. Yeah, I say, uh, gather your weapons, boys. Yeah, well, might be time for us to get it into cover. How about we be a bit quieter, gents? No. And be on your guard. You fools. Uh, I'll go back and sit. I go back, sit down, and uh, relinquish Ali. Rengar running his hands over this. Do you feel a seam? like a chest or a drawer that's at the back of his chair. As you run your fingers along the seam, you can see a locking mechanism. And as you move your finger along that and sort of peer in, you can see that there is a, there's almost what looks like three holes on either side, which you know to be a vent. And as you sort of move a blade over it, you can see there's this greeny grime that seems to be almost on each of the holes as if a residue had sprayed and been left. It looks like a a gas emanates. Can I try and disarm? Thieves tools check. Well, a 10? Yeah. yeah. So as you move your thieves tools into the area to try and unhook whatever device it is, your hand sort of slips as you hear this rolling rumble. Just And as it slips, um, you take nine points of poison damage as this vapor just emanates through your nose and face and you begin to cough. And as you do, you need to roll a constitution save for me an eight for the con uh you feel it enter your lungs and your lungs just begin to tighten with this vapor and it becomes hard to breathe you are poisoned you uh, cough and cough and splutter and your eyes begin to water do we hear him coughing and spluttering i'd say so more than you told us to be quiet for the hollows and here he is coughing <clears throat> a little help <clears throat> having manipulated your thieves tools you watch as the seam just sort of pops open like a push drawer so yeah, it's open in front of you, just a jar, an inch or so. Yeah. And what? As you look inside, you can see the trap seems to have magically refilled itself through the vials that seem to be attached to the drawer on the left and the right side. Mm-hmm. As you look down into the actual place, you can see a three golden bars that seem to like a, a financial sort of golden bars. Yeah. And then after that, at the bottom, you can see what looks like a small book or a tome. Hmm. Oh, well, obviously take everything. Yep, there seems to be a magical essence coming from it that prevents it from being worn to the elements. And as you sort of open it up and flick through, there's this wave of golden arcana that flicks through as well. And you note this to probably be a spell book of some kind. Well, that's cool. Awesome. So three gold bars and a tome. As that happens, you hear another crack and you watch as this red storming roll of thunder begins to come in and the wind really begins to pick up, almost cyclonic as it begins rolling through. 
all of you begin to lose sight and sense of people across the pit and you can't hear anything other than the stinging sound of sand beginning to blow through the sand as well. You begin to hear this whirring sound, this... And as you look towards the buried portion, you watch as this massive wave of sand begins to emanate across the buried portion. And through the sand, you see these two skull-like faces emanate outward and then begin to crash in the sand. And you watch as that crashes, it relinquishes itself like a pulling back of the tide. And then these two heads just sort of swirl in the sand in this area. These hollows begin to emanate their way out of the area and find their way in the sandy pit of the floor of this Colosseum. Thunder begins to roll in the sky and the wind is just getting more and more battered. And you just look towards each other and Rengar, you see it from yours knowing you're separated from your group. Uh, no, I'm just going to go back down into the under area where I know that I can just hide and shut. Okay, as you do, you begin running downward and you can watch as well as the sand begins to crush just through the doorways downward, the sand begins to ebb and flow upwards. You need to roll an acrobatics check to dodge some of the debris that flies through as a result of this sand. That'll be a 19. This sand comes through, crushes the flooring underneath you, but you jump onto the wall and wall run through this portion of sand and you jump onto the other side as you wheel the last corner. You get to your group who seems to be gathering in this small arcway area and Braxton has Ren behind him and he says to the rest of you, he says, Are we killing this or are we running? What are we doing? We have to stay and cover our lesser storm will destroy us. A little urgency in your voice, please, Morvan. <laughs> so monotone. <laughs> <laughs> That's Morvan. Uh... All right, then. I'd say, can we just keep an eye on these entrances and basically hunker down by our... Yeah. Do we get the feeling that this shit's going to fill our area or are we safe mm, in this space? At the moment, there's an ebb and flow of the sand and as you look outside, you can see these two skulls in this sandy expanse of the dune just sort of whirl towards you and they look around and they're sort of... Is this magic from someone or is this a... Ren says, I don't know. It seems like the sand's alive, maybe... Maybe the hollows has infected it. I don't, it's unholy. I, I don't know. You can definitely both see that this storm and this sand is out of the ordinary. You can see it's rolling forward. The undead nature from this indicates that there is a creature underneath causing this to maneuver in its way and bringing the storm with it. Looking at it, you can see that it's possibly undead in its nature. And it seems to be ghoulish as these two skulls form in this sandy sort of form and as it protrudes through the actual dune you can see this sort of skull emanate through in the shape of the the face that you'd previously seen Barnabas had red on the mind he goes come for the boy it's gonna do what we won't he watches yeah. Braxton looks to you and says shut up <laughs> <laughs> we'll fight the beast <laughs> Braxton sort of backs Ren up into the corner and he says stay there and that will roll initiative you have not rested these two skulls writhe within the dune these five hollow begin turning around and seeing you in your location and they start to writhely walk up and towards you. Morvin, you're up. By my measurement, if I drop a fireball, I'd hit everyone. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, deck save 16. Or oh, natural 20 on the first. Natural 20 on the second. Get <laughs> Fuck, I wish these were on attack. Dexterity save, that is a 16 on the third. 13. And that is a 17. So that's the hollow. These two other skulls. So one fails and one will succeed. So all take at least half damage. One hollow and one skull will take full. That's three. You take the heat energy from all around and this fireball just erupts in the middle of this area. You watch as one of them completely disappears. This hollow completely 
disintegrate. As you completely obliterate one of the hollows, you can see that it completely just falls apart in its area. It does not reanimate. <laughs> so you can see some of the ground that they're standing on actually turns to glass. And you can watch as well as these two large skulls just begin to emanate through. One of them blasts back with the impact and the other one surges forward angrily. Yeah, you fucked them up proper. Uh, and with that, I'm going to scoot back to the back of the party. <laughs> You're up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that then brings us to Barnabas's team. A uh, turn, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stride forward and... Uh, the first one. Alright, you meet this one that seems to have this rusty sword raised and as it looks towards you, it clicks its skull and goes towards you, but it definitely looks damaged. Part of its bone is just slawed into dust. I get the feeling that fire works effectively very Absolutely, well against them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, fire might be good against these things. Manamus <laughs> <laughs> uh, the investigator. That is a 21 to hit. That will hit. So do a slashing damage. Uh, 11 plus the, the blunt hand backside. Hold it right there. That kills it. So do you want to oh. do the blunt hand backside? No, I don't. Else? Yeah, I do. All right. So as you slice the glaive through one of them, you watch as it completely turns to dust after you chop it in half. I'll see if it reanimates first. Actually, it does not. Uh, and at that, you begin moving towards another glaive in hand for your second butt attack with your bonus action. Bonus action, butt attack. That's a crit. Beautiful. Roll your damage. Eight damage. Eight points of damage. That kills that one too. Oh, you're in a roll for reanimation. That one does not. Wow. So with that, and then there's no more chance they can come back. They get like one chance to one reanimate. Shot, one opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> to hit, 21, eight. Eight points of damage. Yes, finally. <laughs> the glaive side just cuts this creature in half, reforms it, and it looks to you and just <gasps> yells towards you. It's spear poked uh, in your direction. Hey, guys, they can get back up sometimes. That brings us to their turn. So... Uh, so yes, you can roll a opportunity attack because it came into your range. You watch as the two that are left absolutely swarm Barnabas, these shambling ho hollow-like figures. Got to be excited. He rolled an 11. All right. So unfortunately, that will just miss. And these two will then go for an attack on you. One will be a 21 and the other one will be a 17. 17 misses, 21 hits. All right. So the first one, can you please roll a constitution save? Six points of piercing damage. And as you go to strike them back, you watch as this sand begins to emanate all the way around you, harden around your muscles, and you can't move. You're paralyzed. Oh. Gorgonbort's turn. I'll, I'll say that you also notice as um, Baron Barnabas goes to take an overhead strike with the glaive, he almost freezes in his position, and you watch as he goes to move, but there's almost like dust and sand moving from him and his joints as he's trying to strike. You definitely know something's up. What happens if I do a shutter near him? He will have to make a save, and with Paralyze, I believe he auto-fails it. I will push you. Just <laughs> enough just enough out of the way so you're not earth-shattering. I'm going to use my action to push. I am raging. I'm going to use my Great Axe, actually, yeah. and, and hit old mate. Okay, so you begin to rage. That vein pops on your neck again, you, mm -hmm. and you just slice uh, into these individuals. Roll your attack. 20. Hit. Can you please roll damage? 12. 12 points of damage will do it. It will not reanimate. Split him in half. And then, yeah, I'll go up and again use my great axe to attack this fella. Go for it. Roll your attack. 19 plus 5. That'll hit. 4 plus 2, 6. 6. All right. That one's still just standing. Mm. So as you go to strike it, most of the damage is hit onto its shield, but you slice through this wooden slash old brass shield and split it in twine, and you actually cut half of his arm off as well, and he's just shambling forward on his last legs. And for my bonus action. You use your bonus action to rage. 
Ah, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm done then. As these two skulls begin to writhe, the first one being absolutely blown apart by Morvin's fireball. And you watch as they both look towards the two individuals that they can see. They're both going to attack Barnabas as you watch as these large skulls just begin to move down. And there's almost like two spines attached to them as they move outside of the the actual uh, dune to strike down upon him. They're going to have advantage because he's paralyzed. 22 with advantage for the first. And the second one is going to be a 16. Okay, so this first one comes across and strikes you. This is going to be the crit. No, you get to roll a constitution saving throw because you automatically fail strength and deck saves, but not con saves. So roll a constitution save for me. Uh, 19. You succeed. 21 points of uh, necrotic damage. Yep, I'll use stone's endurance. But you resist your total hit points being reduced by that amount. Then as Barnabas, these skulls whirl around him and you can see this vortex of red just move around his form and you can see his muscles begin to depreciate as he's being assailed by this creature and you can see his small incisions being made as these creatures move past him. And they completely disappear into the sand below and reappear on opposite sides of the Colosseum behind some structures but writhing themselves up like attacking cobras, these two skulls, one with this crack through it from Morvan's firebolt. Uh, that then brings us to Rengar's turn. Uh, Rengar's <laughs> going to Hunter's Mark, the one that uh, Morvan did the most damage to. As you look through the mist, you watch as the sand ebbs a little bit, and you can see that these two spine-like necks are connected to the actual sand dune, and they go deeper into it, and you can't see what to. Mmm, rightio. He's going to run straight at that thing and skid in behind that little pillar that is next to the beast, like 10 feet from it. Just fucking rip back on his longbow uh, with a, one of his plus one arrows and he will take an attack on the creature. Be a 29 to hit. Oh. 29 is going to hit. <laughs> Dread Ambusher, which is proccing. And so is Hunter's Mark. That is going to be 13 plus 8, 21 points of damage. 21 points. Very nice. You get poison the has no effect. Yeah, resistant to poison. Oh, what about Brax? Is he hanging back? Oh yeah, he will actually. I've got to roll his initiative. You guys get it. So he will actually move forward. He's going to move to strike the same one that uh, Rengar attacked. So with his first attack, going to hit with a seventeen plus. He takes ten points of damage, and that will kill it. So he watches Braxton slides out, looks and puts an arrow directly in between the eyes of this skull, and as it completely disintegrates apart, falls to the floor. He watches as he looks to you, Gorgonbort, and says, Got it. <laughs> and he runs back inside as far as he can. <laughs> you watch as the pieces of the skull begin to move back towards each other. Oh, you see. As they begin to fuse back together, the sand whirls around it. It gets back up and rages towards you. And Brax turns over his shoulder. Uh, natural 20, baby. Ooh, Ooh Nice. Only 12 points of damage, but that'll be enough to put it down again. You watch as the arrow strikes through. And just as it's about to fully form and crust over as the arrow sinks past the arcana and just obliterates it again, exploding it into a firework. To your turn, Morvan. Firebolt at the remaining... There's only the one skull. One skull left. Yep. No, yeah, just a firebolt. Yeah. yeah, from your hidden position in the wall, you look out and you look towards it in its direction. You can see it just writhing, looking at your allies. You do have a clean line of sight. Yeah. It's uh, 23. Hit. Seven. Fire glances off Eight. part of its skull. Barnabas, you're frozen in your position at the end of your turn. (laughs) (laughs) So roll a constitution save for me, please. 14. As the sand begins to crack and crumble and like a piece of bad pottery, it just sort of moves away from your form. Uh, You are now within your faculties. However, your turn ends. 
as a result because that comes at the end of your turn. Comes to his turn. So this one here is going to attack Barnabas again. That's a fucking one. (laughs) (laughs) Beer just goes directly up into your form and Barnabas, you just catch it. Pull one finger out and waggle it towards him. And that's his turn. He'll actually try to... No, he's going to... Yeah, he's just going to stay there. He's going to just keep going towards you viciously like... Gorgon Bortzka. It is time for Earth Shatter. I can just obliterate this fella in front of you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Which um, I will do because I'll use the fire strike on the the head. It needs to roll, I think, uh, higher than a 15. um, Yep. That's a natural 19 with a plus 2. Yeah, that'll that'll pass. So it's... Uh, 21. Takes half damage. I'll go 3. Uh, that's all you need to kill it. Oh. It had already been damaged by 6 points of damage before. But <laughs> it takes half damage. So that will 3 reduce to, let's say, 1. Uh, yep. That still kills it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get the... What's it? Chiefs of Fear and kind of just tap him with it and he falls over. That's all, right, all that so is. so as this is his first kill or his first death, he will attempt to reanimate. Natural 20, he does so. Shambles back up together as the sand moves his uh, his body. All right, I'll just use my normal attack then with my great axe. Ah, I feel lucky. Ah, 10. That will just miss. Should have used a fire bending. Uh, I should have. All right, bonus action. Do I keep going on this guy? Fire strike. Uh, same thing. He's got to make that. Deck save? Yep. Seven. Yeah, no, that, that fails. Three. He will die. Nice. Yeah, no one's hit me yet. I'm good. Let's we'll move closer. This creature, this skull, watches you approach. It rears back, begins to move backwards. Its mouth opens. This red energy emanates from its mouth, hits the sand, and you watch as the sand begins to part. And as it begins to part and crack, hands and arms begin to protrude, unsheath their weapon, and you can see... Three more of these hollow creatures just move their way up out of the sand. As they begin protruding from this crack in the ground, the skull will then use its bonus action to misty step further back. As these hollow begin to shamble their way forward towards you, it then becomes uh, Rengar's turn. Better roll the attack The, the skull first. or the hollow? Which one are you going for? Do you want to use your bonus action to hide first? Because then you get sneak attack. Yes, I do. Of course I do what a rogue would do mm-hmm. in this situation. So I am hidden behind the pillar. I pull, draw my bow just with a regular arrow this time. Uh, it is a 21 to hit. 14 plus 8. 22 points of damage. All right, it is going to attempt to reanimate because that does kill it. Natural 20. Get out. <laughs> the game of 20s. <laughs> it begins to, like your arrow explodes out the back of its skull as it begins to retreat and you pierce this red energy that seems to be emanating from its face. But as you do, you watch as the skull pieces stop exactly where they are and then immediately get combined back together, almost like they're stuck by a rubber band. It's looking very rough still, though. It's like just pulled together. It's still got holes in it. <laughs> yeah. At the end of your turn, you'll get a con save. So okay, yeah. now? Yep, now. Right. Oh, that's a natural 20. Boom! Does that 20. really push my poison? It does. Because you feel this, this filth running through you, remembering back to a time when this really impacted you and you think not again and as you do you sort of burn through this poison in your body allowing some of the blood to just sort of seep out a wound as if superman was uh yeah just ejecting it ejecting the bullet from his head (laughs) yeah top of the round braxton braxton will slide behind the pole there and he'll take two attacks with the longbow to try and hit the target 
The first one is a 7. The second one is a 20. The 20 will hit. Eight points of piercing damage with one arrow. The second one uh, seems to crumble on the hide of the creature. As he releases those two arrows, he will use his move five feet forward and just duck behind the pole. Morvin. How far am I from Skull? My 120 feet? Can't fuck squares, yeah. Morvin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were counting. Uh, he just uh, fire bolt the skull, shoot past. All right, now fuck that. I'll uh, I'll uh, fireball the three hollows instead. Sorry. Yeah, do that. All right. So the first one, natural twenty nine, <laughs> uh, is only a twelve. So one will fail, take full damage. The second is a twenty, so that will succeed. And the last one is a nine. So two fails, one succeed. Awesome. <laughs> 24. That will still kill two of them. They actually will get a chance to reassemble. That will fail. That will fail. Boom. All right, so they both just crumble into the sand, turning to absolute dust. The third one still shambles forward, however. Baron Barnabas, you're up. I'm thinking we should leave one alive. Are we going to question this thing? <laughs> no, not question it, but if we kill it, old mate will be inclined to put more out. All right, I'm just going to charge at the, the last hollow. That's probably within range. It is within range. Mm -hmm. And attack it. That's a 22 to hit. Uh, that's gonna hit six dam uh, 11 damage with the sharp sword and then two damage with the six damage with the blunt sword that will kill it and it does not regenerate because this glaive just sides through it and it just stumbles forward and then you take the top of it and just knock its head off and you watch as it just and just sails <laughs> over to the stands scoring an absolute that's field goal just, just thinking paralysis not again all right with all of those hollows gone you watch as this skull remains looming as basically come back to where the uh Basically, it's backed up against the dune now. There's yeah. probably about five feet between it and the dune. And you can see the vertebrae on the neck. Oh, it was stretched out back. like spine-wise. Yeah. I'm going to dodgely throw a hand axe at it from where I am. All right. Roll your attack. I believe it'll have disadvantage because it's out of your range increment. Yep. Uh, uh, look. All right. You take this dagger. You flick it up to its bladed side. You line it up tongue-in-cheek. And as you throw it, you watch as it almost boomerangs, clatters off the skull and falls into the sand and you watch as it shines in a flash of light and just appears back in the, the hostel oh, that's, that's cool. around your neck. Is that your turn, Barnabas? That's it. Okay, that then brings us to Gorgonbort's turn. Speaking of javelins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you get within 20 feet of it, Gorgonbort, as you begin running through the sand. Uh, you can feel it sucking against your feet through the new fissure that was created by the creature. Almost as if you're standing in a wave and a tide is sort of bringing out the sand. It's that sucking sensation. You can roll your attack with a javelin if you'd like. 17 plus javelin. That will hit. So four on the first javelin. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go for second attack. And I'm feeling lucky. Eight plus five, 13. That will miss, unfortunately. Yep. So the first one hits directly in between the eyes as this javelin is just sticking out like a, like a, a toothpick in this massive thing's face. The second one you watch as you throw it and it just pissed off into the sand and you can see it just disappear into the tide. That brings it to its turn. It is going to... It's going to move forward towards you, Gorgonbort. Mm -hmm. And it's going to run past me and I'm going to get a chance of attack. <laughs> <laughs> and it is going to do a drain attack on you. Or a siphon. Something different. 18 to hit. Uh, it does. You need to roll a constitution save for me. I'm looking at a 17. All right, you succeed. You take 11 points of necrotic damage and yep. you resist the effect in which your hit points drop as a result. Um, so again, you feel your muscles begin to wither. All the hard work that you've been putting into your challenge wasted in a moment. I'm raging. So what is that? Is that half? Mm -hmm. 11 points? Uh, no, because it's, it's necrotic. necrotic yeah. yeah, it's full. 
um, moves directly in front of you, this skull just moving from left to right, uh, snake-like. That then brings us to Rengar's go. I look to the head and I see this javelin sticking out of there and I say, thanks for the marker Gorgon bought. And I'll aim my arrow with a 22 to hit. That will hit. And I get no sneak attack on this one. He's within five feet, so you do. Oh, what? That'll be 12 plus eight as 20 points of damage. What does it look like as you kill this thing? So I'm going to do a Robin Hood here and you'll see Rengar just, he just draws and then he extra draws for an extra six inches and then he releases the arrow. As the arrow flies through the air, you just see this warp of the arrow as it originally comes off the string and it's just fucking straight as a die with perfect spiral. Splits your javelin all the way to the head. Continues to follow through. Right, Very nice. And you watch as this creature just rides in pain its skull to the sky and it falls down onto the sand. This creature slowly begins to sink into the dune that it arrived on. You also see above you as the storm begins to rage, the wind slows down. It seems the danger is over. What the hell was that? So, <laughs> Do you uh, know what that is? Yeah, I think it was the boy. <laughs> it wasn't me you hear calling from beyond. Braxton <laughs> says, we, And can we just tell Ren it's safe? He can come out for a bit. Yeah. I don't know what that fucking thing is, but these are hollow. Can I do a history check just being not from the area, but kind of, I know the area. The Roll a history check. Adjacent area. So 18. Okay, so your people called the hollow the wanderers. Mm-hmm. And they were told pretty much to stay away from them. Some of them could be easily broken, but they're relentless in their ability to come back. In terms of that creature, you have no idea. Perhaps it's part of some cursed or decaying land and that sort of travels around the... Oh, because it was traveling. It wasn't here. Yeah, it came here. Yep. Yep. Cool. You're not too sure. This is like a an unnatural sort of being... Yeah, I'll go over there and help. Yeah, and let's uh, try to have a look there. Yeah. I'll say you're still raging, Gorgon Bort, so you rage dig like a dog. <laughs> um, and more than you help as well. So one of you can roll, actually you can both roll athletics checks with advantage, you because you're a barbarian and raging, and you more than because you're getting assistance. 17 is athletic. Uh, 19. Okay, so you both eventually dig probably 15 feet into the sand, which is... Pretty substantial, yeah. deep. But you watch as well as Gorgonbort does most of the heavy lifting and eventually Barnabas and also Rangar, you look and just see sand flying out of this hole as he's rage digging. You guys eventually get into a cavern or a hollowed out area, which you can see probably equates to a rib cage. And as you look around, you can see the top of the spine as these bones protrude from it, indicating this area. And you sort of look around the the hollowed out cavern that you hit and you can see that there is like shards of glass throughout the sand and you can see in the middle there seems to be like a char mark as if something was in this cavity and recently just ejected a massive energy spike pretty recently probably at the time that it was killed there's no gems can or anything like yeah. like the uh worms no can okay. i do an arcana and see if it's like 18 it is arcane in its nature you don't think that that was the force that drove this. You think that this is some form of unnatural, hollow, undead creature. And as it was killed, this arcane essence that ran it or drove it expelled in an immediate fashion and basically 
killed it. So there's no body surrounding you. It just literally looks like a skeletal figure that was moving through and there was obviously some sort of drive powering mm. it from within that just mm. then... And there's nothing here worth looting? No. no. More than we'll scoot on out? One thing you do notice is this area is probably about 15 feet long, about 5 to 10 feet wide in places. It's completely under the sand and it seems pretty secure. There's one entrance in and nothing out. Mm. That might be a good place to hunker down. Mm. Okay. Well, that storm was from this creature, wasn't it? There's no yeah, other... As that, uh, as that dissipated, you watch as the clouds almost broke up, like diluting a watercolor painting and just completely evaporated. We wouldn't think there's any other hollows in this area. The fire that we initially bought were the ones that Ranga saw in the tunnel. So. Yeah. You could imagine that perhaps there might be some lingering, but not in any great numbers, because if there was hordes, they would definitely be drawn by the sound of what just occurred and nothing seems to be moving within the area. Well, I'm thinking I'd rather be in that hallway where we were originally than in a hole with no exit. I think uh, Renga has a book that Morvan's interested in. Yeah, we'll be. Do we need a long rest or are we just resting? Or what, uh, what we can we only on? take one long rest a day. Yeah, so it. we can probably have a but, short rest. That's so what time of day is this? Sorry, is, Midday. Uh, is anyone actually, oh, there's a few damage. And after that, are we going to then move on to keep traveling forward? Yeah, uh, we do have. We got half a day yeah, to go. Yeah, we've got okay. two of you down with, um, mm. with uh, what's the name? Exhaustion, but yeah. we're just going to have to keep moving. Yeah, exhaustion doesn't get better until long rest. Yeah. Mm. Goes. All right, so you guys take a moment to rest over the hour, regaining some hit points, patching some wounds, divvying out any sort of materials that you have found. You watch as Braxton takes the time to just diligently watch the hallways and Ren takes the time to sort of pretend to throw rocks at a helmet that he sees in the corner emulating you guys as you had done so before. As he gets it, you watch as he puts his hands out and he says, Are you not entertained? <laughs> Impressionable. <laughs> Morvan, during this time as everybody's sort of patching each other up, Braxton will walk up to you and... He hasn't really approached you much, but he does this time, and he says, You have those fancy navigating devices, right? You can... You know where we are? Uh, I know where we are and where we're heading, yep. Uh, how long do you think we have until we get to our destination? Until we go where I think the little bear is by nightfall. After we have a quick breather, go on till nightfall and we should be there. Okay. What's do wrong... How long will it take to head back to the Sky Spire? Days. Things are getting dangerous. Too dangerous for a boy like him. He'll be safer with us than by himself. Are you sure? Because we seem to be running into trouble everywhere we look. And it just seems to be getting more and more fucked up the deeper we get into this hellish landscape. I don't think that's a function of our group. I think it's a function of the area. I wasn't questioning the ability of this group the in days. terms of its danger. I'm just saying, if we... Are you saying you want to head back, just you and the boy? Or you want to send him back by, his, by himself? We did also promise that we were going to try to find where he came from in this desert. Sometimes it might be best to endeavor upon that search when we're not venturing deep within to wherever the fuck we're going. Maybe maybe bringing him was a mistake. No, it's his decision. Or was it yours? It was mine. He looks towards you and he says, 
I think we need to reconsider this boy. Mm. I'm in favor of putting him in his misery as well. <laughs> he says. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, my mistake. Since when were you, uh, you know, so much the fatherly figure for, for this thing? What? I know it's not my business. He's can make his own choices, but I don't know if I could live if this boy dies and I could have done something about it. What the death of a child is a horrible thing. What has he done to you? What, does, what power does he have over you? He's not controlling my mind, Barnabas. I am just... I'm concerned for his safety, and that is not a reflection of this group. I do believe that we are able to keep him safe, but if the choice was made as to whether we had to keep ourselves safe and alive, as well as the life of this boy, perhaps where we're going is not conducive to his safe return. What are you proposing? We are close to our destination, and once we reach it, I expect you'll be heading back to Skyspire. Or perhaps we could split. I will go with the boy with a portion of you, and the rest can move forward. With a a portion of us? Yes. I don't know if we can split that up. If you were to leave, it'd be you and the boy, which I wouldn't recommend. If you wish, you can stay here in this dome, and we can travel on the day, and expect you'll be back in two days or so. But again, I think we're stronger as a group. You all feel the same way. Definitely feel that yours and the boys' talents are an advantage. (laughs) But I'd say we leave it to the boy. I don't feel we're going in the right direction to be helping him, for starters. We're on the southern side. He's on the northern side. We've gleamed that much and we know that much. We don't know what his life was like before he walked into the sky spire. That's entirely true, too. This is like throwing a dart at a map. Ringar, we don't, we don't know where this fucking kid is from. There was that temple on the other side of Wormspire as well. If you find what you're looking for in the Wormspine and it turns out that there is a matter of urgency, which it seems it does, as you say, Delnak has the tome. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to waste another week searching for this boy's home? Or will your mission take precedence? We've just been dragging this boy through the sand. More than promised that we were trying to find his place, so uh, he would go at least as far as that temple, even if it was after what we find with this archaic. I can always send a message back to the Valiant Odyssey with what we find. What's a week of him waiting when he's been waiting for however long, even if we push, like if we got him to a safe safe place and he put, uh, and we found where he needs to go and he just stays somewhere for a week. What's I feel that? we know the de- we know what we're looking for. We know his description. We can ask around and get that knowledge. I too feel he's an advantage to the team, but also a disadvantage. We will have more rations and the ability to stay in this area longer and do more travel, if need be, without mm. having Braxton in. I wouldn't want to send Braxton and the boy by themselves. Braxton's well-versed in his survival skills and his ability to travel undetected. Thank you, brother. There's yeah, also, this place is pretty hectic. There's also the option of the archaic may also be able to help the boy if he's as wise as... Well, that's why we're going there for his wisdom. Perhaps he could lend some more for the boy. Sounds to me like the group has made a decision that the boy is to come. And you, as you say that, your voices get hushed because he is like galloping with a stick between his legs as a horse as he runs past you going like woohoo as he runs like right by you guys you can hush right down and then as he leaves you guys perk back up he says well I guess we continue as we were 
think that's. I'm the, sure we can keep him safe. That's the group consensus. I feel we'll. Let's get to this destination. Let's find out what we. It might be for the greater good if we can't keep him safe. Perhaps we'll see what the world will be like if we can't keep you safe. No great loss. How about we try to keep you both alive? And he pats you on the shoulder. He looks around to you. Says, Shall we take off? I think we need to make haste then. Let's see what the night will bring. Okay. So through mid-afternoon, you begin rolling across the sand, exiting this area. As you make for the next portion of travel towards the worm spine, can you please roll a survival check? And everybody needs to roll a constitution save. 26. And my con was 12. Okay. So you get another point of exhaustion, Morgan. But you do know exactly where we are. That fight seemed to have taken your toll. You feel the sand just sort of has caused almost like an aging effect upon your body. Like it's withered and tired this whole time. The place is just oppressive and you can't get out of it. Point of exhaustion? Uh, 18. You're okay? You don't take another point of exhaustion? Neither do you. Braxton does take another point of exhaustion and Ren does not. As you begin moving forward through this sandy area over the next hour or so... In the distance through the heat mirages, you do see these rocky spires, almost like teeth, pointing through and erupting from the sand. As you begin walking through, trying to keep as best in a straight line as you possibly can, you look back on your track and you can see it's just sort of snaking, correcting and recorrecting your path, following Morvan's lead as best that you can. You watch as Morvan has the octant, the magnometer, and the map out at various different intervals and you eventually get to a surface which meets your feet and all of you have a sense of glee because no longer are you trudging through loose dune-like sand your feet hit rock and as you look up you can see that this rocky expanse almost jagged like razor blades through this area protrude upwards into what looks like these spine stalagmites poking up through this sandy soil and you can see that they're jagged in their make and almost almost like razor wire that's just protruding across the front of you. As Braxton gets out, you watch as you guys help each other up onto the rocky surface, warriors gripping as you're pulling each other up. You all eventually dust yourselves off, look in the direction that you just came and you can see the valley of sand is just immense and it's surrounding you wherever you look. Adding to a balance of paranoia is that Ren's constitution seems particularly high. You look at him and you can see that he he's taking this trip quite well for a young person. What time is it, sorry? Did you say? It's come just onto dusk, so no. it's about to hit nightfall. Uh, can we find shelter, bunker down for the night? Yeah. Uh, we need some exhaustion to get rid of yep. and long rest if possible. So what, uh, what do... Can we see uh, outcropping or somewhere that will give us um, cover? Or even up a little higher in the ridging, mm-hmm. is there somewhere? Most of it just seems to be single spires that are about 10 or so metres in diameter that just lift up into the sky. You can see that that creates almost like a speckled sort of landscape. Looking through it, there does appear to be cliff faces and walls throughout as well. So as you move through, I'll say you enter the area and the, the wind immediately stops through here and it gets more more of that sort of muggy sort of heat as you begin walking through. As you look towards the floor as well, you can see that the rock is there, but there is also like small pools in places of water. And you watch as Braxton looks and he says, am I seeing this right? 
He watches Ren gets down off of one of your shoulders and he looks and he says, That's water. That looks up to the sky. Mm-hmm. Hasn't rained in ages. What? How's that water? More than send Alley for a bit of a scout up and around. See if you can see anything down. Or- I'll say you hunker down underneath one of the spires. You send Alley upwards. Roll a perception check with advantage. 19. Okay. So as Alley erupts out, you watch as he begins to soar. And as he begins to move through this spine-like area, you can see most of it is rockied surfaces, but you do indeed see more pools scattered around, and the water doesn't even look acrid or putrid. It's actually quite clear and pure. As you guys sit in this area for longer and longer, you start to breathe easier, almost like the oppressive nature of the surrounds is just completely gone. And as you venture alley over and past the initial blade-like formations of these rocks. In spaces, you even see tufts of grass poking out of the rocky area in the surface. Do I see anything bear-like? Unfortunately not. Yep. Well, I'll relay that. There's even grassy patches further on. There's water um, patches throughout this Almost like an oasis in the desert. In the sand. You watch as Braxton moves over to the water in one of these small pools. It's probably like a foot around. He sticks his finger in and then sucks on it and he says, It's clean, or at least from anything that I can detect. Hmm. If anyone got a high medicine, uh, I would I would check anyway. I'd say Rengar probably leans down with no. his water skin in the hopes of, of feeling... Actually, he was going to grab one of those vials that we grabbed mm. and take a portion of that and examine it a little further. We aren't near one of those rivers um, that connects up to the... What's that place on the map? Uh, the Paradise one? Like, it doesn't flow no, into that? No, no it's, near it's that. way further south. Yeah, yeah. it's way further south, yeah. Right, so it's, this it, this isn't on the map. No. The pools that you are seeing, they're small. The biggest one that you've oh. seen, um, Morven, is probably about five foot around. But they do seem to be clear and blue in their make. 14, so as you look at it, you don't see anything moving around, no critters, nothing like that. There's not even any algae. As you look towards it, it's crystal clear. I take a skin of that and I drink the whole skin. And then I take another skin of it. Okay. You're fine. You, or you seem fine. Mm. You drink it and... There's no algae in it though. Is that a sign of... Maybe uh, we are in a holy place. They are in a hollow here. Um, yeah, It is just fine. water. Yep. Clear, wet. In my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Go. Let's stop it up. <laughs> Braxton goes down and takes a cup full with his hand. And Ren moves over to it as well and just takes a little bit, looks towards all of you, and then just sticks his head in it and you watch as it drops about <laughs> five centimeters in its level as he just drinks and drinks yeah. and drinks. Told you he's not human. Yeah, we lead <laughs> we lead the donkey over and let mm-hmm. it. Yeah, let the donkey yep. drink. drink. The donkey goes and drinks. Seems like a ideal spot for us to Make camp. Definitely be careful, considering if other people know where this fresh bit of water is. Yeah. Does Rengar pick up any orcish movements, any footprints, tracking? tracking. Roll a survival check with advantage. Oh. Are you exhausted? I am. Straight roll then. The 20. You don't see any orcish tracks at all, and you haven't across the dunes for the last... So they don't vent. It's not like they venture this. You can far. imagine the reason you saw them earlier was because you were quite close to the early grave. And yep. since you've ventured south, it's almost like they know this area well enough not to venture through there. And if they do any insectoid tracks or anything like that, obviously with that check, do I notice any interesting? Mm, not immediately, but you do track various forms of wildlife 
throughout this area, just some general tracks here and there. Paw prints. Paw swat type. Yeah, paw prints. Some look reptilian, as if uh, a large pad followed by claws. You can see through there. Um, You can even see across some of the rocks, like some scraping or scratchings, as if climbing has occurred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a place that has seen more life than you have seen in the last few or at least the half a day travel that you'd been moving through. Okay. Well, something to be wary of when during the night then. Alright. As you guys take this moment hitting this area of respite, you sit down underneath the rocky crag and you can see you're surrounded as well by a few smaller crags that sort of encompass your area. You all sit down and you begin taking a rest. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey with Rob as Rengar, with Trent as Baron Barnabas, Jackson as Gorgonbort the Buckler, and with Brett as Morvan, and me, Aaron, your Dungeon Master. If you liked what you heard today, then you can catch us on our socials, which is at Instagram forward slash D&D Valiant Odyssey, and we'll be waiting for your message or your post or your share or your like. This week's amazing Patreon shout-out goes to none other than the Dungeon Boys. We would like to thank them for becoming part of our exclusive patron program where we're dropping some amazing DM tips videos, some character deep dive backstories and interviews, and an exclusive new Patreon-only podcast from the crew that brings you D&D Valiant Odyssey called Tales from the Tap Room, where we reflect on episodes gone by with special guests and chat about behind the scenes stuff whilst drinking a randomly selected beverage. If you want to be as amazing as the Dungeon Boys, then make sure you follow the link in our show notes, which is patreon.com forward slash D&D Valiant Odyssey to become part of our exclusive crew today. And you too can get a shout out just like this one or even become a part of our show. Yes, that's right. Guys, we have hit our amazing community goal on Patreon, which means that we are going to start introducing some NPC voiceovers from you guys, the fans. We're very excited to start this project, and in future episodes, you might start to see or hear some cutaway scenes that feature some voices other than the cast. So keep your ears listening for those new additions in the future. All of these additions are possible because of the generosity of our patrons, and once again, we would like to thank them for everything they've done for the show. That's all from me from this week, guys, and remember to be kind to one another and be valiant.